This week's episode of the Parmcast, we talked to the young season 8 winner of The Voice, Sawyer Fredericks, about his journey through the biggest reality TV show in the United States and where he sees his career going in the years to come. Enjoy it. Season 8 winner of The Voice, he's uh, performing in Boston tonight, so I was a big fan when you were on the show. I figured I'd try and grab this interview with you, so thank you for abiding to that. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. you're only 19 years old, and you've been in the public eye for, like, what, three years now? Yeah. Almost four? Yeah, going on four. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, at that age, I can't even imagine being in the public eye at your age, because you still haven't even really lived your life to adulthood, Yeah. and here you are in the public eye. Yeah, it's def- it was definitely a stressful thing, like, when I first, like, went on to, like, voice and just after that, but... It's been a learning experience. I've, I've grown from it, and I've gotten used to the public eye kind of feeling. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you're very, you know, laid-back kind of dude. You live on an 88-acre farm in central New York, <laughs> yep. you know, um, and, and it's very reserved kind of atmosphere, and then you just end up on the biggest reality show on TV at the time, and still is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and are... You know, the youngest male winner of The Voice. Correct. And, and they found you through YouTube videos. Yeah, they, they scouted me on YouTube. They found, like, performances of me of playing at, like, farmer's markets and stuff. Yeah. And they invited me out. That's very cool. Yeah. And did you have any idea that they were looking at you, or did you just find something in your inbox one day, and they're like, hey, do you want to come on this show? I think, I think my mom got, like, an email and was like, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like, check those. Yeah. Things, right? <laughs> um, and had you heard of The Voice prior to that? Were you a fan of the show? My, my mom watched the show before. I, okay. I, I didn't watch too much episodes when I was on. All right. Now we're gonna get you to your audition, and you perform "Man of Constant Sorrow." Yeah. Um, you know, made popular obviously by "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" Was that really, your really good choice movie. of a song? It was my choice of song. They, I actually was playing that song at like farmers markets when I was younger. Okay. For the, the voice. And I assume that when you were playing at the farmers markets, you were playing acoustically, just you and a guitar. Yep, just me and my guitar. And then when you get to the voice, they give you this accompaniment <laughs> to go along with it. Yeah, I was not good. That was like my first time playing with like a, a band band that you had to like really stick to the tempo because I was. I, I did not I did not do that well, that. but they, they they're they're an amazing band, so they were able to follow me. That's awesome. And you're you're standing up there, 15 years old, in front of four of the biggest artists in the world. And what did that feel like for you? Um, honestly, I I, I wasn't really thinking about that, that too much. I was just thinking about the song and trying to get myself into the space that I always try to get into when I'm singing music from the heart. And just zoning out. Yeah. Very cool. Now all four judges turn around for you, which is something that doesn't happen often, yep. maybe once or twice a season. And three of them turn around in like 10 seconds. Yeah. And you probably chose the most oddball artist to be your coach out of the four in the whole group. And you went with Pharrell Williams, who's one it of did. the biggest hip hop R&B producers of all time. I mean, obviously he's produced stuff for NERD and he, he's, he's got a wide variety of eclecticness to his background, but he, he, you know, his bread and butter was hip hop. 
and you chose her. I did. Why? I, I, I actually was going in thinking I was going to pick up uh, Adam, but I, I researched, like, the season before a little bit, and I was, like, studying, like, how, like, Pharrell was, like, treating his artists, and it felt like it was really allowing them to be themselves. But also, it was just what he said um, when I was on the show, like, he just seemed very calm, and I feel like they, I'm pretty sure they cut out some of the stuff that, what they were saying on the show, because they to shrink it down for when it's on television. Right. But there's a lot of stuff that was, like, really meaningful to me and, like, brought me back to, like, me listening to, like, Credence and we were talking about stuff. So it's, it, it was cool. And it's funny because I grew up listening to Credence. I taught myself how to play the drums, so actually, so did he. That's awesome. It, yeah, so, it, and that's what, like, I gravitated towards you as a, as a fan, and then you started... Uh, bringing, I got like, to meet John Fogarty. <laughs> you, got to, you played with John Fogarty. I did. That was awesome. It was an incredible performance too. Thank you. And he's still on my concert bucket list. He's so awesome. It's 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 like insane when he starts playing music. It's so cool. Was it surreal for you to perform with him? Like, is that oh, something yeah. you could have ever have imagined you'd be doing? I was just like standing there, just like looking at him. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to sing, yeah. just let him yeah. sing the whole time. Exactly. That is, that is very cool. So what was your favorite performance that you had of yourself on The Voice? Um, my favorite performance, that's a hard one. I would say either, uh, one of the ones I really liked uh, was uh, Shine On, uh, yeah. which was my um, uh, Mother's Day tribute, which uh, I love that song and I've been listening to it for like, my whole life. Yeah, and, and that was one of the non, I guess, popular music choices yeah. that was allowed on the show. It, it, we, we kind of had to push a little bit to get that song because yeah. it, it wasn't a, like a well-known one. So Is that where put. Pharrell comes in as the coach and starts flexing <laughs> a, 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 little yeah, a little bit? Yeah, It's like, let this yeah. kid do his thing. <laughs> um, so do you still keep in contact with Pharrell? Or do you, um, I know he worked on some tracks on your first album. Yeah, we worked on some tracks on the first album, but... Not, we haven't really been kept in contact lately, but yeah. other than the album. Okay, so um, what is probably the single biggest moment for you uh, from The Voice? I, I'm sure that moment when they announce you won and the confetti cannons go off and the balloons drop and everybody's <laughs> hugging you and you don't know how to react. Yeah. But besides that, was there one particular moment on the show, whether it was performing or whether it was backstage, a studio session with Pharrell, whatever it was that stuck out with you that you still carry with you to this day as an artist? Um, probably one of the... I mean, <laughs> meeting John Poverty was... That's, that's probably like the biggest thing for me but also uh, one of my favorite artists is uh, Ray LaMontagne and as Incredible. I got to the, the live shows I discovered that he is giving me a song for me to sing on the show that he's like unreleased it was called Please and yep. performed it on the show and that was like the biggest thing but not only that before like when I started out on The Voice we got this package in the mail and it was one of Ray LaMontagne's like custom guitars Really? It, what, his line of custom guitars from the bourgeois. Yeah. And that, it, it was just like, it just showed up in the mail and they, and they were like asking us, uh, asking if I could play on the show because they heard that I was 
talking about like Raylan Montana right. on the show, and they're like, oh, he he has a line of guitars, and but yeah, and he's so, an incredible artist who oh. has a very strange path to success. You know, I, I think he landed <laughs> trouble was in a Downey commercial or a Tiger commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Zach yeah, Brown Band and Justin Timberlake covered Jolene, yeah. and then now he's you know one of the the biggest Jolene folk artists. Such a good song. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. You ever played it? Um, I started learning that one. My the songs I play of his is uh, "Burn," "New York City's Killing Me," and um, uh, what was the other? Uh, "Rock and Roll Radio." That's awesome. He, he's an, another incredible artist, one of my faves. Also on my concert bucket list. So I'm just he, I've seen him three times now. <laughs> that's crazy. Have you ever performed with him? I, I haven't performed with him. That's that's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I bet. But I, I finally got to meet him after the show, and I. I I had the same manager as him for a little bit, so he got me like that stage tickets, and I got to like meet him. That's really awesome. awesome. So you're still a fan? Oh yeah, yeah, still a fan so much. That's crazy. So outside of Ray LaMontagne, Creedence Clearwater Revival, what is some of the stuff that you listen to in your downtime that not necessarily gives yeah. you inspiration, but maybe something that Team Sawyer on Twitter would <laughs> find? Odd or be like, wow, he listens to that? <laughs> Lately, I've been actually listening to the new Punch Brothers album, which it, people might not know that, that artist, but it's incredible stuff. And he, he often does a lot of um, uh, instrumental stuff, but this album, he's, he's like singing a lot on it. Okay. But um, other albums that I've been listening to lately, I've also been listening to uh, Esperanza Spalding. It's a The Evolution. Yep. It's a really good album as well. But. I listen to a very wide range of music from like Bob Marley to Tool. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so you, you definitely have that eclectic. Yeah. And when we spoke yesterday on the radio, um, I know I had asked you about some of your inspirations and how you, because the music you put out is well beyond your years. It's probably well Thank beyond you. my years, your years, and his <laughs> years all put together. And it, it, you mentioned that, like, you just kind of, again, zone out and create a scenario in your head and go to this place and then start to put the pieces together. Do you do that? Like, do you have to seclude yourself to do that? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've always written my music about when I'm completely alone. And when, it was, when I was younger, it was harder to do that because I, I didn't have, like, my own room. And it, was, it was difficult. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I have to be alone for and it allows me to just feel at peace and just start writing. You ever just go out on the farm and sit amongst the animals? Oh yeah, and yeah I used to go out and play for the cows. The cows always love hearing music. They, it's, really, <laughs> it's really funny, like anytime you start playing music around cows, they all just gather around and like, really? Like, yeah, they're, they're, the cows are very intrigued by someone playing music. It's, it's Cool. It's a great practice audience, yeah. I guess, right? <laughs> you know, you gotta get worked up for a show, you go out there, oh, perform yeah. your set, <laughs> the cows approve, they move, they see yeah. you later. So, um... Yeah. Pause. You're gonna flip? Yeah. Have you been recording this whole time? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's majestic. Actually, no, I'm gonna see No, just record like I told you. Just grab like a couple minute long clips or something. That's all we need. We don't need the whole thing to video. <laughs> I know he has great hair, but no. <laughs> we haven't gotten to your hair yet. We're talking. Yeah, about we that haven't gotten to my hair. 
There's not, there's not much to say about it. It's just gross. Oh, trust me. There's a, <laughs> quest, there's, there's a few questions that need to be asked. <laughs> Alright, so what are we love? We're talking about cows? Yeah, the cows all look at them. Yeah. Okay, very good. So, picking up where we left off. <laughs> so you have a, um, a, a huge following on Twitter. They go by Team Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mentioned your name in a tweet, and then all of a sudden it was like the BTS army just attacked me. And <laughs> there's tons of retweets and likes. And it, do you find their dedication like everywhere you go? Do they come to your shows and scream your name and have T-shirts made up with you and stuff? There's there's a lot of them that come to like basically all my shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we mentioned talking about your hair. Uh-huh. So we need to talk about that a little right. bit. First and foremost, what the people really want to know is how long has it been growing? Um, I would say, I mean, I actually got trimmed not too long ago, but it, it grows really, really fast. Really? Yeah. My hair, because last time I had it trimmed, I think I got like that much off of it, and it's already grown out like that in like less than two months. So there was <laughs> one comment on your YouTube video where, uh, I forgot which video it was, it was one of your YouTube videos, but one comment, it had like 300 likes, and it was like, I just want to touch his hair. <laughs> Do people ever ask you crazy things like that when they I, meet I, you in meet I, and greets Yeah, and stuff? I actually had a couple people ask me in meet and greets, like, can I touch your hair? I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's gonna make I guess. Happy. Is it real? Yeah. It's, it's real. It is real. Have you ever thought about cutting it? Oh yeah, I've, I've thought about cutting it quite a bit. And also I've like, Yes, uh, my uh, girlfriend recently shaved her head because she wanted to like the liberation, and I was like, like, oh, maybe I could do that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get hot in the summer? Do you ever put it yeah, back that, in a ponytail? That's, that's the most like annoying thing. It, it gets like in the way when I'm like working on the farm. Yeah, man. So you're still working on the farm? Oh yeah. Maybe. Whenever, whenever I'm home, I'm working. What are your duties when you're on the farm? Right now, all the cows are inside, so there's lots of work to be done in the barn, feeding cows, mucking the stalls, yeah. Wow. So you're just nonstop. So you go from performing in Boston <laughs> tonight, home tomorrow, take care of the cows, and then you got another show coming up in yeah. Saratoga. <laughs> and, and that's just life for you, huh? That, that's life for me, plus gaming. Yeah. Gaming? <laughs> so you're a gamer? I'm a gamer. Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, I play Xbox right now, but mostly I've been playing on my PC. Okay. So you're a PC gamer? I'm a PC gamer as well. Fortnite? Uh, I didn't get into Fortnite too much. Right. A lot of people got into that. But what are I've, some of your favorite games? Um, right now I've been playing, well, I, I would say one of my favorite games is some like Battlefield stuff. I've been, I played Battlefield 1 quite a bit and I played uh, Ark Survival Evolved, which is a really, really awesome game. They recently came out with a new game called Atlas. So that's really fun. And it's just like 1,280 times the size of Ark. It's crazy. It was like a bunch of pirates. Like <laughs> so you are a kid. I am a kid. Despite your music, you yeah. really are a kid. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, do, so where do you see yourself? Because we're coming up here on, on the new year, 2019. What are some of your personal goals for you as a musician or just you as a person? Um, I would say this year I want to do, like, a, a, like musician-wise, I would say I want to do more festivals because I, I really love festivals and I want to keep writing to get more music out to produce another album. That would be awesome. Have you ever performed at the Newport Folk Festival? Uh, don't think so. Newport, I, 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 I have a hard huge... time remembering the yeah. place, but I don't think so. Okay, it's a huge festival in Newport, Rhode Island. It's one of the oldest folk festivals 
in all of the country, and we got to get you there somehow, some way. Yeah, I used to work in Rhode Island for a long time, so it it was it would sell out like the day tickets would go on. So (laughs) it's a huge folk festival, so we got to get you down. Yeah, I I I really love festivals. It's just this great vibe about them. Yeah. So you do you prefer them over you know just a regular tour? Um, I mean I I like them to like. To break up the, the the kind of like shows at like City Winery because there's also like I love playing at, at shows like this just because it's very like intimate and it's good for my music just because it's kind of like a sit down audience and my music's not very like jumpy <laughs> yeah. so it's it's good for people to be able to like really listen. Okay, the first single on your first album was Take It All, mm-hmm. which was kind of jumpy. It had it was a, jumpy. more of a poppy that, beat. That that was definitely more because I, I did a whole bunch of co-writing for that like album after the voice and I think that definitely like swayed that song a lot more okay and did, did you after you put it out were you you know do you still perform that song do you use that same accompaniment do you tone it down <laughs> oh I, I definitely tone it down I, I make it more my own and just I, I do it acoustically it's just me and my guitar very cool alright so Sawyer Fredericks, you're about to be 20 years old. I am. In March. <laughs> yeah, March 31st. You still can't even legally have a beer. I can't. No. I, I don't actually like the taste of alcohol at the moment, so well, you're, it's okay. You're still not a baby, so I can't condone that one way or the other. But um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I can't think of that far ahead. Hopefully. <laughs> still a kid. Yeah, you gotta, I, have, a, I, you gotta I have a plan. A I don't three, think. five, ten year plans. I, my only hope is that I'm, you know, just got a bigger following and able to, like, support myself on my music completely. And keep doing music, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So you're not going to take over the farm and give up music anytime <laughs> soon? Not taking over the farm anytime soon. <laughs> okay, very cool. Um, still going to be doing music in 10 years. And if you had a dream show that you could perform with, I'm assuming it would probably be Ray LaMontagne and John Fogarty. Yeah, that probably. But if you could create your own show lineup, who would it be? Uh, well, I, I would pick artists that I think would would sound like good together. Mm-hmm. So I would I would I'd definitely add uh, John Fogarty and Ray LaMontagne, probably like Lumineers, Kaleo, uh, maybe Jason Isbell, uh, uh, Lighthorn Slim. That'd be a really fun add. and Magnetic Zeros. Okay, very cool. Um, what's your favorite place that you've been able to travel to and visit while you're out on tour? Oh, that's a hard one. I, I, I feel... Remember, you're in Boston right now, so... Yeah. You yeah. don't have to say Boston. Don't feel awkward. <laughs> no. We'll just pretend it's Boston. What's your other favorite place? <laughs> no, I, I don't feel like I can truly like say like which place is my favorite because I don't get to experience a lot of the places that much. I, I just... I'm going to like either the hotel and then straight to the venue after that. I don't feel like I get enough time to really experience the city when I'm when I'm touring. But um, it depends on what uh, we're going for because there, there's been a couple places that is just like very laid back that I really liked. Um, but city wise, I'd probably still say that New York City is is my favorite one just because. Really? Yeah. I would not expect that from you. Well, when I think of like city-wise, there's something about New York City. It's just like it's always going. There's everybody on the street. Everybody's going somewhere, and it's just such fast pace. 
Yeah. And some, I either, I either want the opposite of that or that. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no in between. From living on a farm in central New York to going down to New York City, Manhattan, it, it's really polar opposite worlds. Yeah. And you can get both in within yeah. a couple hours of each other. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, what was it like when you were on The Voice? Did you stay in LA or were you flying back and forth? Um, we flew back and forth a couple times, but we'd be like staying in LA for like months at a time. So, really? Yeah. Did they put you guys up and your whole family, or how did that work? Um, it was just me and my mom, because I was also underage, so I had to have a guardian with me. Right. But um, yeah, they just put us up in like a hotel. Do you still there. keep in touch with any people that you performed with on The Voice? Oh yeah, I keep in touch with a lot of like the contestants on The Voice. Uh, yeah. The person I've been touring with like uh, last year was uh, Gabriel Wolfchild. Right. She was an artist that was starting out on The Voice. And, but yeah, I keep in touch with his He, he just went by Wolfchild on The Voice, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wolfchild. Yeah. He, yeah. He, was a great, he was a great artist, man. He had a big grizzly beard and everything, right? Oh yeah, he's, he's a tremendous artist. And like, it, he had a, a band called uh, Northern Lights, which it recently broke up. Now it's just Wolfchild again. Okay, <laughs> very good. But it's it, just because some members left, but amazing music and very, very like, it's just like really like heartwarming music. It's, yeah, it's good. Do you do you get into like the country music realm at all? Um, like listening to? Cause well, I, I feel like there there's a, a, a slight similarity between like the folky lines and country lines. And right yeah. now, where country music oh, and country I'm, radio is, it's a wide variety. Oh yeah, because country can go to hip hop to you know. right. You know, there's bro there's country. There's like the southern yeah. rock influence country. There's the toned down country. There's the hillbilly country. There's, yeah. But do you do you ever find yourself kind of playing some country songs or that kind of blend um, well with some of the stuff that you do? I would say I, I play some stuff that it has a more of like Jason Isbell sound because he's a country artist and I don't think I, I go really too much to <laughs> like any kind of twang. But uh, my I'm a guitarist he, he he plays a lot of like kind of like country style stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Now, how did you find the guys that you have in your band? One of them's your brother, right? Uh, cousin, actually. Cousin? Yeah. Okay. My, my cousin, Art. And uh, Jerome and, and Chris Thomas, they they knew each other through college. My cousin, Art, actually met Chris Thomas at one of his best friend's uh, performance, and Chris Thomas was there performing with another band. It was like, yeah, if Sawyer ever needs a drummer, let me know. <laughs> and, you know, like, a couple months later, I was like, I need a drummer, and Art's like, know a guy <laughs> <laughs> let's get together let's jam and make it happen very cool now how long you have you had the whole band together with you um like two years now very cool yeah yeah because i know like a lot of artists when they go out on tour initially especially when they're signed to a major mm-hmm. label or something they just kind of rifle through guys every tour every yeah i mean we we kind of uh, the first like tour that i did we had a uh, like two family members, well, not family members, uh, friends of family, it, it, the guitarist and the drummer, and they they were with us for the first whole tour. Okay, very cool. And now you just got your guys, and mm-hmm. you're still touring. At, at the moment, actually, uh, Art's Art's going to be taking a, a, a retirement from the, the band just because he he's, he's 
get over the whole touring thing because it's, it's a stressful thing yeah. going on tour and he wants to be home. Yeah. So actually his last show that he's playing with us is going to be tomorrow and we're going to have a new band member. Really? Yeah. Very cool. And I'm assuming he's from kind of near where you live, so... My cousin Art? Oh yeah, yeah. He, he lives in the same house as me. Oh, really? <laughs> the whole family's yeah. living there. Awesome. Um, Alright, so 19 years old. What is one of the most surprising things that you've accomplished, not as an artist, at your young age? Not as an artist. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was Things it defeating a video game in record time? <laughs> was it reading a book in I'm record time? I'm pretty good at Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I don't know accomplishments outside of music, and I, I don't really like like weigh things as like oh this is an accomplishment it's just like yeah very cool I mean, that's a very adult way to look at things <laughs> maybe I should do that more um, you do a lot of philanthropic things you played a lot of free shows for charity you donated yeah. a lot of things that you wore on The Voice and yeah <laughs> have you ever donated your hair to anything <laughs> not yet not yet but maybe that can come soon yeah um, what drove you to do that or what gave you that inspiration was it something your parents instilled in you or did you just like i can use my platform to do <laughs> i mean I, things? I definitely think it's it's something that your parents instill in you just in some way i mean i'm still a kid so their their impression on me is still quite quite prominent um but i think mostly it's just because i'm happy to be able to do these type of things and it's also like Clothes I, I had on the voice, they don't mean that much to me. And right. if they can make money for other people, that's that's, that's great. You, you didn't feel any sort of way about parting with that red jacket that you wore <laughs> on the voice? No, it, it's just clothes. <laughs> no, I, I, I have the, the, the jacket and hat that I wore during my audition night. And I have, I have a little, little you know, sentimentalness to that. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Now, um, going back to the voice, and I don't, I don't want to beat a dead bush um so you get there in LA take me through the first couple days that you're there and what that was like for you coming from the farms of central New York (laughs) (laughs) but you like New York but you don't like LA LA is weirdly set up you can't walk anywhere yeah it's horrible you're just driving everywhere highways are filled it's gross and it takes (laughs) you an hour to go two miles down the street yeah exactly it's it's weird and like you know, New York City has like the subway. Everybody's walking, but but yeah, L- LA was so cool when I first got there, and I got used to it. I didn't I didn't like how hot it was. <laughs> it was very dry. Yeah, the heat down there is definitely different than the heat we get here in the summer. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it, overall, like I, I enjoyed when I first got there, and then also like meeting because it was my first time around other like musicians when I got in the voice and. Also, like other really good musicians, like right. when I was like used to when I was growing up, I was like doing like open mics, and it's like, oh, that guy's in tune. <laughs> and and wow. you, yeah, yeah. So I'm like around all these musicians that can just like sing their heart out, and it's like absolutely amazing. Do they bring you all into like a room and just like let you warm up, or like what is the selection process like um, when they get you in there? Because I mean. They can. I can only assume they only bring in so many people for the blind auditions. Yeah, it, it's definitely like that. And also, like they only air so many of the blind auditions as well. But um, 
there's a, there's a lot of auditions before the blind audition. Right. So, like, I think the, like, first hotel we, we were, like, stayed at, it was, like, a really big hotel, and there's just, like, everybody, like, in the lobby, like, randomly, like, playing music, and there's, there's been, like, jam circles going on, yeah. which later they told us, like, you shouldn't be doing that. This is supposed <laughs> to be secret. Nobody's supposed to know what you're doing. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna believe you when you say it now. Band camp. We're in band camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, but and did like, all right. So you go through the first phase of auditions, and then they're like, okay, you made it to the blind audition. Yes. What was that like for you as a 15 year old? Like, be, and we talked a little bit earlier about like the actual performance, mm-hmm. but like leading up to that. Because I can't even imagine going on stage and pretending I'm Carson Daly, just hosting. (laughs) Uh, Well, the performing part, I actually wasn't too nervous about. I mean, I was nervous about playing. uh, I I was nervous when I first was starting to um, uh, show, like, my arrangement to the band and, like, how I wanted the song. So I was, like, worried about, like, how it was going to go and whether I was going to keep keep a straight tempo. But the performance wise I wasn't really too nervous about the hardest thing for me was actually like interviews because you know that like first the first interview they do it's like not even a minute that's just like your background is like oh you grew up on a farm that, that. <laughs> that's a 40 minute interview yeah and I had to do it twice right. because I was too nervous the first time they couldn't get anything out of me well you've come a long way now thank, thank you yeah, thank you absolutely. I've tried <laughs> <laughs> um so, and, and did they let you practice on the soundstage before you went out there? Or? Yeah, they, they okay. have you. They have you practice on like the actual stage a couple times before like everybody's in there. Right, because I mean, what we see on TV is you standing in complete darkness, and yeah. then a spotlight and just drops bam. on you, and then your voice opens up, and, and <laughs> everybody turns around. <laughs> So you did get a chance to kind of like do that. Yeah, you get you, you get a little bit of time. It's not as much time as you would normally have for any other kind of music thing. But right. For the show, you get you know like a couple rehearsals with the band, and they're just they're following you. So there's not really much to worry about that. All right. Very cool. Um, so what's your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Yeah. Um, I would say. Be careful, Thanks. you got a girlfriend now, so you might have to say Valentine's Day. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I can get her things on any other day. There you go. Um, thank, <laughs> I, I, I would say Thanksgiving, just because I like being around my family for those times. Yeah, get the whole family together, throw things at each other. Is yeah. your family as dysfunctional as everybody <laughs> else's? Uh, maybe? <laughs> they very seem cool. pretty functional. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mine's very dysfunctional. There's a lot of anger, but we're Italian, so that's kind of what Sawyer, going back there one more time. Right. How did that kind of manifest itself? Did that like come from the voice? Were they just loyal fans that followed um, you, or has it kind of grown organically? I would say a lot of it has come from the voice, and also just grown afterwards, just because a lot of them have just shared my music with other people, and like <clears throat> a lot of the people from like my town have become like really big fans, and like. One of my like homecoming things. Yeah. It's just like insane it was amount massive. of people. Yeah. Like four thousand people. Oh yeah. Out there in San yeah. Tank. I sold out like the Palace Theater in one day. It's ridiculous. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, do you ever get recognized in odd places? Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure in airports, you you know, people 
your hair kind of stands out. Yeah, that, that's why I have to keep my hair up. <laughs> oh, so you do wear your hair up? Oh yeah, I do, okay. I do, I do. <laughs> it's just down for the interview and the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest place you've ever been recognized? Weirdest place I've ever been recognized? Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I've been recognized in a lot of like random coffee shops that you would not expect anyone to like. <laughs> and also just like strange people that recognize me. You know, like normally it's either like a like teens or older women that uh, recognize me and then there's like this like old man that's like are you sorry Fredericks and I'm like yes yes I am has anybody ever asked you anything weird when they met you like, like I don't want to talk about touching your hair no, again oh yeah but anything strange um there was one of these really really fun <laughs> it was probably one of my favorite uh, late, it was a lady at a, at a meet and greet and she was super ecstatic to meet me and she was like really she's really outgoing but she's like I love you but I'm not a pedophile but <laughs> I'm like okay all right but she, she was super super nice and yeah it, it, it was just like I, I couldn't stop laughing when she started <laughs> yeah man I, I mean you, you definitely got the whole look thing and the yeah. hair doesn't help any of those things you know but um yeah, I can only imagine, because because you're such a standout figure, too, you know, not just the hair, it's the hat, it's every, it's the total package that you bring along with you, um, that you're pretty recognizable, dude, to be honest. Thank you. So, um, wrapping this up just a little bit, if you could say one thing up to Team Sawyer, is there any messages you want to put out there for me? Messages? Um... I don't know about messages. I would just say I want to thank them for being so supportive of my music through all this time, and I hope to keep making music that they like. That's awesome. And it's, you know, original, and it's oh, yeah. real. Oh, I'm always going to be making original. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And that's what we like to hear. Uh, if you were ever going to do something away from folk music, what do you think it might be? Away from folk? Mm. Um, I've, I've been interested in, like, being a singer for, mm-hmm. like, another band that, that I don't actually have to, like, write too much and I can just, like, think about, like, melodies. So, let's say rock. Rock. Okay. <laughs> that would be very cool. With maybe, like, a southern rock feel kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You Do you vibe with, like, a, a guy like Chris Stapleton at all? Um... Familiar with his? I, I I've heard of his name. I'm I'm blanking on his music at the moment. Oh man! But you gotta check him out. I probably actually listened to a good amount of music. I just blank on names. Yeah, no, because I I feel like he's probably one of the biggest names in country music right now. But he's the anti-radio country music. Yeah. The only reason his stuff gets played on the radio is because he's so big and he's yeah. kind of grown organically. And what he did was right for a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. I feel like there could be. Some sort of thing in there. In the for name you guys. of this, other like country artists that I've, I I really really like the moment. Uh, it's that song "Turtles All the Way Down the Line." Oh, man. I forget his name. He's, he's such a good artist. I'll Damn check it. it out. <laughs> I'll look it up for you. Very cool. So so maybe one day we can hear you on like a rock album. Yeah. With Bane. Someday. All right. <laughs> so maybe not if. You know, like Cardi B was like, hey, Sawyer, I want you to come sing a hook on my next single. Probably not. All right. No. Very cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for uh, sitting down with me before your show here at City Winery in thank Boston. It was me. awesome to meet you. You're a real dude. I appreciate your, uh, <laughs> you know, authenticness 
and Thanks. your hair, obviously. <laughs> um, we're going to wrap it up for the Palmcast. Sawyer Fredericks, season eight winner of The Voice. Get his new album out in stores now on all platforms. And uh, check out his videos online. Go see him live. He's an amazing performer. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. <laughs>